I called this sermon. How many of you guys been loving our moving into more sermon series? How many of you guys been loving it? It's been amazing. I called this sermon, Thank God I'm Moving. Somebody say, Thank God I'm Moving. Sometimes you got to thank God that you're not where you used to be. And there's a future ahead of you. Thank God that I'm moving. That I'm not who I used to be. I used to talk like that. I used to walk like that. I used to act like that. I used to tweet like that, but thank God I'm moving. I used to see people that way, but thank God I'm moving. I used to see church one way, but thank God he's moving me to more. He's bringing me out of a situation. He's, he's helping me. He's moving me. I want to go to the Bible, the book of Luke. Come on, pull your Bibles out. How many guys paper Bibles? Paper Bibles. There we go. Invest into your relationship with God. Buy a Bible. Book of Luke. Come on, let's turn. Book of Luke. These are not on the screens. We're forcing you to bring a Bible. Listen, uh, lean into the person next to you if you don't have a Bible. Book of Luke, chapter 7. 17, I apologize. So it's the New Testament, right? Book of Luke. Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John. In between Mark and John, the New Testament. Mark 17. Luke 17. Turn to the book of Habakkuk, please. <laughs> what is it? Did he prepare? Luke 17, verse 11. I did prepare. You guys there? I know I switched it up on you. Luke 17. <laughs> Chapter 11, chapter 11, verse 11. I don't know what's going on with me today. I'm dyslexic. Let's see, but then the light, I don't know what that says again. Luke 17, tough crowd, here we go. You guys got it? You guys got it? If you got it, say amen. amen. Luke 17, here we go. Now on his way, who's on his way? Jesus, somebody say Jesus. Jesus. Now on his way, Jesus traveled along the border of Samaria and Galilee. And as he was going into a village, two men who had leprosy met him. They stood at a distance, and they called out in a loud voice. So let me get this straight. So Jesus is moving, and he happens to be moving in the direction of broken and lost people. So if you ever feel broken, lost, and disgusted, and disturbed, God is so close to you. God is right around the corner. And sometimes what a what caused that interaction to happen is you just simply calling out his name. It's you simply coming on a, on a Tuesday night. You don't see Jesus, but you feel him. And you believe in him. And you lift your hands. And you begin to shout on his name. You begin to call on his name. And he meets you right where you're at. That's the God we believe. And I love that. Verse 14, when he saw them, right, the two men with leprosy, they had a visible disease. They called out, Jesus, Master, have pity on us. Verse 14, when he saw them, he said, go show yourselves to the priests, right? So Jesus is doing something. He's not just going to heal them and send them off. He says, listen, go show yourselves to the priests, right? And we're going to keep going. As they went, somebody say, as they went. Somebody say, as they went. What does your Bible say? And as they went, they were cleansed. Wait a minute. So Jesus didn't walk up to them and do the whole touch thing. You know what the touch thing is? The touch thing is in the New Testament, you see, just he would just, he would just touch somebody, and their eyes would just begin to come back. Like, I can see again. He would touch someone, and their legs begin to grow. Like, he's healing people on the street, and he didn't do the touch thing. He didn't touch them. He pointed them and said, go. Move. Walk. And as they went, they were cleansed. 
I love that the Bible has this story because some of us are transformed immediately in God's presence, but most of us are walking. Most of us are moving. Most of us, every day is a step towards our healing. It's a step towards more. As they went, somebody say, as they went, they were cleansed. One of them, when he saw he was healed, this is the reaction to God doing something in your life. Listen, everything that God does needs to bring a reaction in your life. One of them, he saw he was healed. He came back to Jesus, right? So Jesus says, go walking. As they were walking step by step, they're being cleansed, they're being healed. Literally, their skin starts to form again, right? And one of them, he, he saw what was happening. He ran back, praising God in a loud voice. Verse 16, he threw himself at Jesus' feet and he thanked him. He was a Samaritan. Whoa, 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 whoa. So what you're telling me is, is that God doesn't only do stuff immediately, but most of life is this huge process. Most of this walk with God is a walk with God. And some of us get discouraged because we've been in church for two months and we're still kind of looking at girls the, the, the old way. Some of us, uh, we get discouraged because we have these struggles. We have these things that are binding us down. And, and although we are free, we tend to sometimes slip back into the old ways. Does anybody have a testimony? Does, has God delivered you from anything? Anybody? Four people? Come on. Anybody got a testimony in here? You were one way, and, and now you're another way. But can I tell you, because you met Jesus, that doesn't mean you're perfect. I saw a church, they had a, a sign in front of the building that says, no perfect people allowed. What a theology, right? That we're just going to walk and believe, man, we're not chasing perfection. We're chasing a relationship. We're chasing Jesus. We're a faith community that we understand perfection is impossible. What does that mean that when you're saved and you're still stumbling, listen, you need to keep moving forward. You need to keep taking steps. And here's what I believe prophetically and theoretically, theologically, that as you walk in your life, God will begin to cleanse you. God will begin to heal you as you are on your way. Somebody say, I'm on my way. Somebody say, I'm on my way. See, Jesus found you when you weren't on your way. You were just stuck, and you were bruised, you were hurt. But what does Jesus do? Jesus takes your blind eyes, and he allows you to see. He takes your deaf ears, and he allows you to hear. Come on, it's not about sin. What's sin? What's that? No, no, no. It's about I was once dead, but now I am alive in Jesus. He's done something for me. And now I need to stand up, rise up, and be thankful that I'm moving. He's moving me. Listen, next point. Be thankful that God is using you. Somebody say, he's using me. He's using me and he's moving you. He's using you and he's moving you. Although you feel like you're just walking day by day and nothing's happening and God's not working, he's working in the unseen. He's working in you. You don't know what's going on. You used to be mad and now you're kind of just taking it in. You used to be easy to anger. You used to run to the things of the world. You used to think lustfully. You used to see people one way. But as you were walking, as you kept coming to church, as you kept staying at the the feet of Jesus every single day you began to get clean you began to be changed here's the truth no one has arrived we are all still moving next point come on stay with me no one has somebody say no one has arrived no one has arrived no one has arrived to a place where they're good and they don't need to move anymore people who say they have arrived are, are actually people who don't have authentic relationships with Jesus. 
People who feel they have arrived, they, they get to a place where they say, okay, I am where I'm going to be. I'm going to stay here. This is my glory. I do not sin. I do not fall short. That is not true. No one has arrived to perfection. If you're chasing perfection, you'll, you'll chase all your life. If you're, ch- if you're waiting... If you're waiting to take God seriously, when you go without sinning for, for your whole life, you'll be waiting all your life. Because listen, God died for your sins yesterday. God died for your sins today. And there's a reason why he paid for your mistakes tomorrow. Because he knows you're not going to be perfect. Because he knows you're going to mess up. But we got to be like that one guy that got healed and turned around and said, oh no, he healed me. He did something in my life. I need to turn around and give God a loud shout and a loud praise and be thankful for what he's done for me. No one has arrived. I was talking with, one of, well, with a homie the other week. He told me something that hit him hard. And I'm going to give you the dumbed-down version of it because I don't remember it. <laughs> you ready? Someone came up to a religious leader and said, are you higher than me? Are you better than me? I don't know as much Bible as you. I haven't been in church as long as you. haven't heard enough sermons. I'm not at your level. And, and are, are you? does God see you different than me? Does God hear your prayers louder than mine? And people who believe this, they, they run to religious leaders and say, can you talk to God for me? And they're like, no, 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 you can talk to God yourself. I will pray for you. I would intercede for you, but I'm not the only voice in the crowd. You need to raise your voice too. He's looking at you. He's hearing you too. And as she began, he began to talk to this minister, it was like this live broadcast. He said, the minister said, hey, here's an analogy. We're all on this lifeboat. We all, we all fell off the lifeboat. We, we all fall. Some of us swim as close to five yards away from shore. Some of us stay close to the boat. We're swimming. We're moving. But at the end of the day, we all fall short. Some of us might be one yard away from the shore. Some of us might be 30 yards away from the shore. Some of us may come in Tuesday nights feeling 100 yards away from the shore, 1,000 miles away from God, a, a billion miles away from perfection. But the truth is that we all fall short, and wherever you land, God rescues you from right where you're at. No one has arrived. Somebody say, no one has arrived. Thank God that I'm moving. Come on, can you thank God that he's changing right now? Can you thank him? Come on, lift up a voice of gratitude in this room right now. Begin to lift your hands and say, Lord, thank you. Wow. (laughs) Bring it down. (laughs) All right. Somebody get him. (laughs) Not playing. Anyways, I've arrived. Amen. I want to keep reading the Bible. It says, let's look at the verse. Go and show. I think that's verse uh, 11. We're going to have it on the screens. It says, go and show yourselves to the priests. And as they went, they were cleansed. And, and then one of them, when he saw that he was healed, he turned back, praising God with a loud voice. And as he fell on his face at Jesus' feet, he, he kept giving him thanks. He get, so, so God did something, and he opened up his mouth. God did something, and in order, right, and, and in order, he lifted up his voice, and he said, Lord, I'm going to react. I'm going to respond to what you said to me. I'm going to make a loud shout, and I'm, I'm going to respond loudly and proudly to what you do. That's why we don't come to church, and we sing, I'm no longer a slave to fear. I am. No, that's not this church. 
Come on, we respond to God with a loud voice of praise, with a loud shout. I was once a Frisbee worshiper, but now I'm hands in, feet in, voice in, sweaty. Come on, because he's done something big in my life. He deserves a big praise. He deserves a, sh a loud shout. He deserves me opening up my mouth. I used to scream for anger, but now I scream for joy. I used to scream at people, but now I yell to my Savior because I love him, because he's for me. He lifted up his voice, and he let, it, he let out a loud shout. Somebody say amen in this room tonight. Somebody say, Jesus, I love you. Somebody say, Jesus, I need you. You got to get used to being loud with your worship, loud and expressive, because Jesus was loud and expressive on a cross. What an expression to hang for you, to die for you. And some of us stay quiet. Some of us stay to ourselves. Jesus didn't die to himself. He died in public. And we match him with our loud shouts and our loud praises. Not that we believe nothing's happening, but we know God is moving in us. Like we're just taking steps. We're moving forward, and as we move, we are cleansed. Let me show you something. In Psalms 50, chapter, chapter 50, 50, verse 23, it says, the, the one who offers thanksgiving as his sacrifice glorifies me. So, so, so God is a king, amen? God is a king, and, and, and this is how a king likes to be worshipped. He says, I want you to offer your thanksgiving, and I will see your thanksgiving as a sacrifice that glorifies me. What's thanksgiving? Thanksgiving, let's talk about thanksgiving for a moment. How many of you guys are ready for thanksgiving 2018? I'm ready. I am ready. I love it. Woo, baked mac and cheese. If you ain't having baked mac and cheese on thanksgiving, you ain't doing thanksgiving right. Benil. Come on, somebody. Collard greens. Where y'all at? I get a whole... Come on. Y'all better stop. Got me all hungry, man. Thanksgiving is amazing. You just get... My, my family, we do this. It's our tradition. We get around the table. We just say what we're thankful for. Oh, I'm thankful for this. I'm thankful for that. And, and, and I don't know about you. Have you ever done that? There's like something that stirs up when you begin to say thank you. There's something that builds up inside of you, right? This, this is, you can't explain it. You, you, can't, you can't describe it. But when you tell someone, thank you, something stirs up inside of you. And what God says is, listen, put the verse back up. Put the verse back up. Psalms 50, 23 says, the one who offers thanksgiving, listen, he's giving me thanksgiving. That's a sacrifice that is glorifying my name. That is a worship that I begin to receive when a church begins to be thankful, not always waiting for what to happen, but they're thankful for what What's already happened and they're lifting up a voice and they're lifting up a shout and they're saying lord i'm thankful for what you've done for me i'm not where i want to be but i'm not where i used to be you are moving in me thank god that i'm moving thank god that i used to see things one way and now i see him another way are, are you here tonight new birth come on can you begin to thank god for what he's already done in your life thank you jesus because i used to see things one way and i see them a new way psalms 100 Verses 1 through 5. Make a joyful noise. Not a quiet noise. Make a joyful noise to the Lord. All the earth. Serve the Lord with gladness. Not sadness. Not badness. Not madness. But what? Gladness. Come into his presence with singing. That's why we sing first in church. And we come in. And we, we come in. We start singing. 
we come in and we just start moving and we just start opening our voice. You don't know what's happening in the spirit. You don't know what God's breaking inside of you. You don't know what old habits God is scraping out of you just because you're singing. I'm a child of God. I'm a child. You're saying it. You're being loud and God begins to transform his children in the middle of his presence. Serve the Lord with gladness. Come into his presence with singing. Know that the Lord, he is God. It is he who made us and we are his. We are his people and the sheep of his pasture. Enter his gates with thanksgiving and his courts with praise. Give thanks to him. Bless his name for the Lord is good. His steadfast love endures forever and his faithfulness to all generations. Come on, anybody thankful for God? Come on, anybody thankful for the love of Jesus? That he loves you so much to meet you where you're at, but to push you to movement. You see, wherever you're at tonight, wherever you feel like you're at in your walk, Jesus loves you enough to meet you where you're at, but loves you more to push you some, into something greater and to push you into more. Amen? Can I get a better amen tonight? Amen. Psalms chapter 118. I'm, I'm reading a lot of verse. But here's, here's the thing. We got to get to a place where we, we thank God every day. Amen? Yeah. Every day. We're not just thanking God on Tuesday nights and Sunday mornings, but come on, we're thanking God every single day. We wake up. Lord, thank you for waking me up today. Lord, thank you for putting breath in my lungs. Lord, thank you for giving me a job. And instead of complaining about that job, come on, thank you for the job. Instead of complaining about your car, Lord, thank you for the car. Maybe God's not going to change the situation. Maybe God's just going to change your heart. Maybe God's just want to make you more grateful. Maybe God's just want to take you through a season to show you everything you have is all you need. Everything you have is all you need. Jesus plus nothing is everything that's the math for you Jesus plus nothing I still got everything I want I still got everything I need I may not have a big bank account but I got big faith in Jesus I may not have all the girls but come on I got God on my sights let's go back to the verse Man, we got to get to a place where we're worshiping God every day. We're thankful every day. Can I tell you, you will move into more with a thankful heart. You'll move into more with a mind that's always remembering what Jesus did for you. And it's just encouraging you and convicting you that once you feel bitter, to be thankful. That once you feel like you're hurt, to be thankful. Man, Monday sucks. You know how many people are dead wishing they had one more Monday? Be thankful. You have another day of life. God has given you your house. He's given you money. He's given you resources. Some of you guys are just so nice. He's given you a sense of style. Come on. Thank you, Jesus. I look in the mirror like, thank you, Jesus. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> Ladies, thank you. <laughs> Psalms 118, you are my God and I will give thanks to you. You are my God. I will exalt you. I, I won't might exalt you. I will do it. Because I, I want you. This is the day that the Lord has made. Let us rejoice and be glad in it. This is the day that the Lord has made. Let us rejoice. Let us sing out and be glad in it. I'm not just yelling out to God on Tuesdays. I'm yelling out to God on Monday mornings, on Tuesday mornings. This is the day that the Lord has made, and I will rejoice and be glad in it. I'm thankful for every day that I'm given. Lord, if you looked at me right now, you would see someone who is thankful for every moment you've given me here on earth. I'm thankful. I'm thankful. Every single day, I'm thankful. 
every single day, I'm remembering what God did for me. I'm remembering that I was on my way to hell. I was on my way to destruction, addiction. I, I should have destroyed my relationship. I should have been stuck in that addiction. I should have been stuck in that relationship. I should be messing up my family. I should have, would have, could have. But if it wasn't because of Jesus Christ, I can be thankful. Because he did something to me. And I'm not just going to be quiet about what he did. I'm going to be vocal about it. Because it happened to me, I'm going to speak about it. Has something, ever ha has something good ever happened to you? Anybody? Show of hands. Any, anybody had a good thing happen to them? Here's another poll. Any good thing ever happened to you and you told people about it? Wasn't those like the really, really good things? Man, how good is God? Man, how good is Jesus? Man, how good has Jesus been to you? And we got to let that out. And we got to rejoice. I'm not, I'm not a worshiper. You are made to worship. You were designed with a voice. You were designed with a throat and lungs. You were designed to yell. Your hands were designed to be lifted up and worship Jesus. God designed you to be a worshiper. It's not just the worship team that worships. But come on, we broke that tonight. We're all a worship team. Some of us better than others. Only three of us got mics. That's it. We all worshipers. Lamentations chapter 3, verses 22 to 24. The steadfast love of the Father never ceases. His mercies never come to an end. They are new every morning. His mercies are new every morning. Every day you be thankful because his mercy is new. Because he's washed you clean. No more walking in shame. No more walking in sin. But come on, every day his mercies are new. Come on, every day he's working on me. Every single moment I'm taking a step and God is working on me, I'm going to be thankful that he is working in my life. Great is your faithfulness. The Lord is my portion, my soul. Therefore, I will hope in him. Can I tell you the devil doesn't want you to lift your voice up? Can I tell you the devil knows the power of worship? People say he was a worship leader in heaven. No, he wasn't. It's not theologically correct. It's another day. But he understands worship. He understands worship. He understands worship. So what he wants to do is cut your worship. He wants to cut your voice. He wants to cut your heart of thankfulness. He wants to cut it because he knows if he can cut your voice, if he can shut you up, he can cut God working in your life. He can shave off what God could potentially be growing in your life. He could potentially stop and postpone the growth if he could just keep you quiet. If he could just keep you by yourself. If he could just keep you isolated. But man, that's not new birth. Come on, the devil lies at us and tells us we're too dirty to worship. But we look at the devil and say, I'm a son and a daughter of Jesus Christ. He loves me and he is pleased with me. He is pleased with me. Amen? Thank God I'm moving. I was talking to a pastor once. He actually spoke at our, uh, this October, we make three years as a church. Uh, yeah, that's awesome. It's going to be crazy. A lot of stuff coming with music. It's going to be cool. Um, anyways, last October, we had a guest, uh, a guest preacher come, one of my homies. I love this dude. Um, and he, he spoke to me before he actually said this to the leadership. Um, at our leadership meeting, we gather every October um, on a Saturday, and we just meet all day, talk about what God has done. We rejoice. We celebrate. It's a loud meeting, by the way. Come on. It's really loud. Like, we're like, woo, get it going. Woo we're like celebrating, right? That's what heaven is. 
We're going crazy, right? Faithful few as we're going in. And he's there with us. And before he spoke, he told me the story. And he said it while he, while he spoke. And he told me the story. This is the story. He said he was once at, he was once at Walmart. And he's parked, right? And he's kind of in his car. There's a car next to him on the left and on the right. And, and, and he's on his car. And, and, and you, ever, you ever put the, gar, the, the car on, on, on drive but keep your foot on the brake and think that you put it on park? This is just me and that guy? Okay, thank you. It's like, dude, it's just us two. <laughs> right? So you're on park, right? Your foot's on the brakes. You go on drive. Your foot's on the brakes. But you're there too long, so you kind of forget that you're on park. Anyways, that's your on drive. So he's on drive, and there's two cars next to him. He told me both cars started moving at the same time, and it created the illusion that he was moving. He thought he was moving because, anybody been to Spider-Man and Eyes of Adventure? You're not moving at all. It's all the walls moving and it's all, it's a, because people are moving around you, it can create the illusion that you're not moving. Because people are moving around you, it can create the illusion that you're not moving. And the enemy is showing you this every time you want to grow in God. The enemy is showing you this illusion. You think you're growing, you're not actually growing. You think you're growing, you can't even see the growth. You think God is working on you, you can't even see him working on you. But you got to remind yourself, I will not listen to the lies of the enemy. This is not an illusion. I'm not who I used to be. I'm not who I used to talk. I'm not who I used to be. I am moving. Thank God that I'm moving. The enemy is going to lie to you too tonight on your way home when you next time you slip up and say listen you're completely undone back to zero no 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 no. I'm on a hundred because of what Jesus did for me every day I wake up and I say Lord your mercies are new you are for me and not against me I believe in Jesus come on I'm thankful and the enemy tells you you're not moving anywhere God's not working in your life is it possible to be in the mindset that everyone is moving but you is it possible to think that you're moving when you're actually stuck? And the enemy's lying to you in those ways, telling you you're not moving, you're not growing. You're going to church, you're wasting a Tuesday night, you're wasting a Sunday morning. You're wasting money on a book that isn't a lie. That's a lie from the enemy. He's trying to rob you. He's trying to make you see things by the physical. And God is trying to awaken your eyes to see things in the spiritual. He's working in your life. Amen? My girlfriend's little sister just got surgery on her knee. She tore her ACL cup of tendons. It was pretty crazy. Really good surgery, though, last year, or earlier this year. And just this past week, I was talking to her. She had another surgery because uh, scar tissue began to build up in between her two bones. Have you guys ever heard of that before? I'm looking at the x-rays. It's, like, really cool. It's, like, a piece of cartilage and two bones, and they actually, like, ripped it out, like, opened her up again. If you ever torn your ACL, you know what this, you know what this is. This is one of the worst injuries in sports. She tore her ACL. She tore two tendons. So they went again to work on it because it didn't heal correctly, right? And, 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 and after, the day after her surgery, the day of her surgery, she's chilling on the couch. She's with her leg up. She's, like, chilling. I'm like, are you good? I know you just got cut up and diced up, and you know what I'm saying? They did stuff. That they, they carved the cartilage off the bone, like, you know what I'm saying? They cut it, and you know, I'm like, I'm already feeling the pain. You know what I'm saying? I was like, do you feel anything? She said, no, I was under the whole time. They put something out, anesthesia. I was, I was under the whole time. Isn't that an idea? That because she didn't feel it, she could almost think nothing happened. She didn't feel it. She just woke up and everything happened. And I think that's how God works in you. I think that's why the enemy tries to lie to you that you're not moving. Because you can't see that he's working. Because you can't see that he's working. 
He's working in you. You were once angry. He's shaving that out of your life. You were once impatient. He's cutting it out. You were once a gossiper, but come on, you are moving into more. He's shaving you. He is cutting you up. He is doing surgery on you. You think you're just worshiping God? He is doing a spiritual surgery. Just now, I see many of you crying. Why are you crying? Are you in pain? No, 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 I'm not in pain. These are tears of joy of what I should be going through, of what I should be experiencing. You ever meet a Christian? Oh, God's crushing me right now. No, he's not. It's not how God works. God doesn't crush you to give you pain. He crushes you where you don't even feel it, that you can't even see it, but that you wake up one day and you say, I used to want that, but I don't want it anymore. I used to do that, but now I don't want it. I'm unafraid to say that. I'm actually being changed. I'm in a process. I want to be a part of the faith community that doesn't judge people's journeys. Just because you're a bit more ahead of me doesn't mean that you don't fall short. Just because your story is a little bit more pretty and mine's a little bit more dirty, we are yelling the same shout of praise because God has been good to me. Almost died. Thank God I'm moving. That was an accident, but that was gold. Thank God I'm moving. Thank God I'm moving. Thank God I'm moving. Thank God I'm moving. I used to want those things, but I'm walking in a new direction. I used to walk and operate in lust, but now I operate in love. I used to operate on what I could see, but now I'm operating in the unseen. And I'm going to be consistent in the house of God. Every day I'm going to be thankful. Although I cannot see it, I believe it. Although I can't see him working in me, I know he's working in me. I trust he's working in me. I trust he's working on my heart. I trust he's working and he's cutting me up and he's working in me. And though I can't see it, I believe it. Man, we got to be more thankful. I'm thankful that I'm moving. I'm not where I want to be, but I'm not who I used to be. I know my story's not over. My story is continuing to be made.